0: Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar Podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey, what's up friends? Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 66. And this is the first one of 2023. And this week we're coming at you with two episodes. And before we get into it, super huge announcement. The podcast is going live every Tuesday at 1pm central over on our YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com slash songwritingforguitar, you're going to see a list of guests that we have coming up and you can attend each session. We do a live Q&A afterwards. You can ask questions. This is going to be a new thing that we're doing and I am super stoked. So remember, just go to youtube.com slash songwritingforguitar so that you can be part of the conversation. So let's dig into it, the first episode of the new year. Here we go. Now in this episode, episode 66, we're talking about out of the box thinking. And I'm with Josh Doyle, who is one of our mentors at Rang for Guitar. He's been my mentor for so long when it comes to mixing production. And out of the box thinking, no one talks about this. Yes, you can go to music school, you could take a course, you could read a book, but nobody dives into out-of-the-box thinking. Yes, you can start to produce something, you can start to write something, you can create something, but there gets to a point where you have to step out of the norm. You have to start to mess around with things that are out of the ordinary, and out-of-the-box thinking is huge, especially if you wanna find your personality in your productions, your songs, and this episode is devoted to all of that. So here we go, episode number 66 with Josh Doyle, out of the box thinking. Out of the box thinking, Josh. What yeah. do you say? Th- when you hear that phrase too, especially when it relates to music, what comes to mind for you?
1: I think about the the Picasso quote of something paraphrasing to the, the effect of learn all the rules so you can learn when to break them. Yeah, something yeah. That effect. I'm, I'm butchering it, but something like that. And I. Yeah, the, the thing that I always think about is, like, all the, the music lessons and education that I, that I had and how many times that does and does not um, give me the resources that I need in, in, in the songs that I'm working on, in the productions and stuff like that. There's so many times where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, learning the rules of, like, how to use a compressor or how to use a EQ or, you know, yeah. ways to rhyme words and stuff like that. Like, all that stuff's really useful and I use it every day. But man there's not enough focus on what happens when those things don't work you know like how do i get out of this like what do i do
0: and it's not just in the product in the production sense in the networking sense in the oh, connection yeah. set it's just the songwriting sense you can use things that give you a guideline and give you a blueprint Yeah, But, and you know, there are books about it. Here's the blueprint to a great song. Here's the blueprint to production. But there's no book that says, here's out of box thinking when you use the blueprint and it doesn't work. And you still have to figure it out and you still have to complete it.
1: Yeah. And you make a great point, like, you know, whether it's like networking, mixing, songwriting, anything. And I was going to mention that when I was thinking about this this morning, that man, like the, the more I work on my creative thinking and out of the box thinking, it applies to so many things in life. Like so many like non-music things, like personal relationships, like all kinds of things. Like, yeah.
0: I guess we can break it up into three things. So there's the production side, there's the songwriting side, and there's the the networking side. If you think of the songwriting side, if you think like, okay, so I've been told that I need to structure this verse, chorus, you know, second verse, uh, chorus, bridge. Um, Okay, here we go, let's go into it and you get into your but your co-writer is crabby or your co-writer isn't in a good mood or your co-writer sat or your co-writer's depressed it's just like uh w- what was the i'm looking through you know what is it, the berkeley school of music it's just, they didn't have anything about that if you're co writer so it's like you have to really navigate some of these waters with being like okay uh how am i going to approach this am i going to see the bigger pic you know the bigger picture that i want the song or do i see the bigger picture that oh here's what needs to happen i actually need to value the relationship and mm-hmm. i need to nurture the relationship uh in let's say pitching you pitch your song well they don't like it
1: right what yeah do
0: do? <laughs> or it's just like well, how do you find these people too you right. know do you just go up to the door do you you have to think of ways that you're going to navigate it because i think out of the box thinking leads to people that end up doing it and those that don't like doing out of the box thinking just end up in the
1: sea of frustration. Right, yeah. And even like, yeah, there, there's so many different ways because I mean, I'll, I'll admit like, I'm not the strongest networker, friend maker. I'm, I'm kind of an introvert, you know. So I've even found that, you know, my my out of, out of the box solution for pitching is to, like partner with people who are better at that. Like that's, you know, cause I've tried, I've tried different avenues and, and things like that. So like, you know, even just like delegating or partnering, you know, those can be like, you don't have to do everything yourself. Like you don't have to be like Superman.
0: I think right there, that's the idea too. It's like seeing beyond with out of the box thinking, you look at the things that are not your strength or not necessarily your strong suit, instead of being sad about it or being like frustrated or going to get a book or going to get a course, you look at like, oh, cool. Now I've pinpointed what is considered my weakness and I need to find someone that fits that strong suit that is really, that's a book that I love is called Who Not How, in which they talk yeah. about that, literally that specific, I know I've told you about, I'm like, who not how. Because I've, I've read it. It's It's good. so true because if you're finding that person that fits what you, you know, maybe you don't necessarily enjoy it, maybe it's not your strong suit, but you understand the value an out-of-the-box way is just being like cool let's just partner together and out of the box thinking too is you making your case of what your strength is so that person understands the value and i think people that do that out of the box thinking have that connection are able to visibly see when like oh yeah you know what they're they're they
1: have something that i don't have but combined so much of this is like very very much a mindset uh, type of thing because like you know i grew up with parents who were very frugal and always like trying to solve their problems themselves and you know there's definitely value in that like my dad would change his own oil instead of like driving down to the jiffy lube and paying somebody to do it and stuff like that you know so i come from that mindset of like i'll just figure it out i'll do it all myself you know and and the more i kind of go through this like one, it's like difficult to scale, like I can only do so many songs when I'm doing everything myself. I can only do so many songs in a year. And if I ever want to do more songs, like I have to hand some of that stuff off. And yeah, it it's just very much a mindset thing, like getting out I think of that. that's
0: what's interesting about Three Theory Music for you. You made that pivot where it was like, okay, I only have so many styles, so many songs. Right. Then you started repping other people's songs. You start bringing them onto your catalog, which I'm like, that's brilliant. And it's just like, talk about like, you're like, listen, I'll bring you in, I'm gonna be doing the pitch, but it, you just expanded your catalog without you being like, okay, I gotta make this hip hop album. And then Josh, you know, Josh drops a hip hop out. Al- <laughs> and really, it's just like, how long would it take you to master hip hop?
1: Right, yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I've dabbled in that. Yeah. Like, could I even like just make like a legit, authentic sounding like hip hop beat? And it just, it yeah, it's just, not and and the other thing is like like do i find joy from that you know there's some like genres or things or whatever sounds that that i can identify with or i'm curious about like i have that that passion to go kind of figure out that puzzle and then there's other genres styles like i've never done polka and i don't really have a passion to go figure it out you know so like being honest with yourself about about those kind of things too
0: and i think out of the box thinking you saw the value of like what would happen if i did expand what if i did bring someone and what if i brought in people that did this and you know i may not get all of it but i'll get a percent they get a percentage there's value in what we can do for each other mm-hmm. i think that to me as you said scale and i think out of the box thinking people they scale where yeah. as opposed to feeling like. It's funny, you mentioned your parents, my dad is the same way, yeah. you know, it's like changes, all those things, just like, you know, go to the library, get a book. And I think, yeah. especially in music, people think, well, I took the course, well, I got the book. And it's it's not necessarily always entitlement, but there's this verge of just like, well, then it's gonna happen. Yeah, it might, but you might also have to, I, I don't know if anybody will get this rest. I think of MacGyver. I think of when MacGyver would like put together shit that you're just yeah. like, how do you do it? It's just like, I'm going to make a bomb with this gum and this shoestring and this French fry. And it's like, wow. It's just like a lot of music is a lot of MacGyvering your way a little bit into mm-hmm. situations and things where it was like, okay, on paper, this is what they say I'm supposed to do. This says this compressor sh- compressor should be here in the limiter, but I'm listening to it. And I just, it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. But when I throw on this thing that's actually supposed to be used for a guitar, it's exactly what it needs to be.
1: Yeah. There's that no was,
0: book on that.
1: That was a huge mindset thing for me too, is that, you know, I started that way. Like, you know, you read the book on like how to record an acoustic guitar and, you know, they're like, put the mic six inches away from 12th fret and, you know, then put your compressor in like this. And You kind of do that and you're like okay i got a very like standard vanilla totally passable acoustic guitar recording but it doesn't sound great like how do i get it to sound great and like that's where the book usually ends right like there's nobody there like saying like okay you know because i because so many instruments are different like they can only like give you that that beginning step and then after that then that's when the out of the box thinking starts
0: i love that word vanilla you said it's not (laughs) bad it's not bad it's not bad but is it that thing that pushes it to where it like moves up a level and it's like sometimes doing things on your own not bad it's not bad but there's no other level it's like it's a ceiling very early that you hit and vanilla is kind of like that it's not but it's baseline it's like it's okay if you think of songs that we love and things that we do, there's like this extra thing, there's this, this component that people sometimes can say what it is, but they're not sure. But there's like, there's just something about it. And I always say, that's that out of the box next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, My yeah. vanilla is my favorite flavor. And you <laughs> know what, I have to, vanilla is my favorite flavor as well, but yeah. it's always paired with something. right? And it's like, and, yeah. I, and so it's just like, it's not bad, but like, you know vanilla with sprinkles vanilla with some sort of thing that takes it to another level
1: yeah. and out of and, the box
0: thinking is that's it
1: yeah and i want to say that like in some scenarios like it's it's very like in you know kind of yeah getting back to the song and production <laughs> and stuff like that it's very important to have those vanilla tracks in there like if you like let's say you know staying with the acoustic guitar if if you're doing a track where it's drums, bass, acoustic guitar, piano, vocal and it really is like a cerebellus piano vocal focused song like you can tell like that's who's like leading this track, right? You don't want that acoustic guitar to be really anything more than vanilla. It's just back there just playing support. You don't want it to have all this character getting in the way of because it's supposed to be a piano, you know, the the piano and the vocal are supposed to be where all the character is. But even
0: all of that that you're mentioning too, the idea of like, oh, if this is like a Sarah Bareilles track, or this is like an early, uh, you know, track, the idea of you just listening to it and applying those sounds and testing and con- and figuring out the configuration is a form of out of the box because yeah. there's no we can't go there's no book that says like okay here's the standard formula for cerebrales and it's like oh okay here's the standard formula for machine gun kill here's the standard there's all these all the components you have to do some sort of baseline and then go out of the box so the baseline gets you there so there's nothing wrong with all those things the books and the courses all of them are awesome, but they're they're a starting point. And yeah, I think yeah. that's where I notice a lot of people too that graduate from like a music school and they're like, I graduated. And I'm like, awesome, you have just started because it's yeah, only just begun. Because you have to dive in, you have to do a whole bunch of rights and you have to do terrible rights only to figure out how to make them work well. You have to do, you know, I have, especially you were my guide early in production. I have a hard drive full of, awful, terrible songs that were just, you know, some were totally in the box, some were barely a box, some were just like (laughs) uh, the box was barely held together. And then there were some where it was like what you're describing, it's not bad, but I don't know, I can't get behind this song and I don't know why. And only now as I look back and I'm like, oh, it was just, it was pretty vanilla. It wasn't bad, but it was like, it's not the thing that I would want to listen to again and again and again what is that then what can we identify or name that thing
1: yeah do you know like you you hit on something that nobody ever talks about like i've got those two right i've got songs from mm-hmm. from my past where i listen to them and i cringe It's like just horrible and then i've got that that phase where i like start to like my mixes and production start to sound okay they i've got this like vanilla phase right and yeah. then things like now i'm in this phase where i feel like i've got a personality my my tracks like they they not only i think sound good but they are they start to have like a uniqueness um that i can kind of call my own the thing that offends me the most like on a on a core level is that vanilla phase where like they sound just okay yeah and it was so frustrating i mean at the time i was like proud like oh these like mixes like they sound good like in my car they sound good on these other speakers like and they're getting placed so like that's that's cool but that was like a tough point for me of like just having these kind of just b plus songs and having to break out of that that really that was a period where like i had to do a lot of -of out-of-box thinking and personal reflection of like what you know i've got this but now what rules can i break to make it more unique to, to to give it more flavor, you know. What can I do here?
0: I love that idea that you were like they were getting place, and also all the things that you kind of the check marks where it's like I'm listening in the car and it sounds good. I have my AirPods, it sounds good. So it's checking all the boxes that people say to check, You're right? But now. I'm like, ugh, it's still it's like okay. I think out of the box, and also to break. I think out of the box and breaking rules are kind of like they're they're a little in, intertwined. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In this
0: this idea, it's kind of going like, well, okay, the things that you're drawn and creatives that do this, they do kind of that obscure little weird thing that on paper, to, if you read it out loud, it doesn't make sense. Mm. And, I, and maybe it's not supposed to sometimes, but when you actually implement it, it yeah. totally does. Like, I hate isotope vocal synth on vocals. Sounds yeah. awful. I think yeah. it's terrible. Sounds great on guitar. But the only way oh, that i did that was because i had this clean guitar and it was the setting for the chorus i was just like i'm just you know it's just it was a clean vanilla guitar The, you know the gain structure yeah. was great it was recorded i was like this sounds good but like man i have never that. tried that it was no, it. and i was like and that's always my go-to now like when i have like a moment i'm like i know what i'm gonna do and i do it and they're like vocal, set, and i do it and they're like whoa and i'm like i know but it was only because it was so weird it was yeah. so out of the box that i was like either and that's what's great about out of the box you kind of either have an you, there's no kind of like in the middle it's like either it's really going to work or you'll know like Mm-mm, that's yeah it's yeah, it, yeah. it so explo- it's terrible it's the worst thing ever
1: that's interesting like we don't have to go down this rabbit hole here yes. but i am curious like i would have never thought something like vocal since because that that is Designed for like a mono sound for a mono vocal. Yeah. So do you use it just on single line guitars, or does it work on chords?
0: Yeah, it was like a it was like a single okay. line guitar, and it was like a picking part that was just so. It was adding a layer to something, and I was like, oh, and you opened my eyes to the idea of adding layers, and that to me was out of the box of like, oh, it says guitar, but I could layer this other thing in between, and it doesn't have to be guitar, but yeah, it yeah. can. Actually, elevate the part itself and lift it up, but the the guitar part itself wasn't bad. And I, you know, I looked and I was like, okay, it's you know, it's tuned properly. It's it's not the part itself. I still like it. It's not interfering with the vocal. It's just like even if I mute it, I'm like, it still feels like there's nothing there. Yeah. And then I was like, well, let me add something to it. And I was like, well, not a chorus pedal. It's like because I tried some of the stock ones. I'm like, that didn't work. I was like, well, there's this for the chorus and vocal synth. Maybe it does something weird that I don't know. Yeah, and it yeah. did. It was like this modular that was just so bizarre. I was like, ah, it's weird. I love it. And yeah. I, I think that's the thing, too, that out of the box thinking is like, I don't know, uh, you know, from a songwriting and a producer standpoint and a networking standpoint, it's like when you're in high school, you break free of what you know, for years, your mom or, you know, your parents, you, you dress a certain way because your your parents just pick out clothes and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then yeah. in high school, you just like see people with different styles and you're like, oh, and you try them on to just like start to discover what is the thing. And some are totally out of place. Like I had the wallet chain back in the day and now I'm like, God, I wouldn't, are you kidding me? I wouldn't, but there's some aspects that I'm like, oh no, there we go. That's my thing right there. And I think that's the out of the box realm and creativity that we have to embrace otherwise we're limited and kind of again not in a bad way you're always gonna be here
1: that's a great metaphor like that that period of time where you do go from like that kind of middle school ish of you know having your clothes picked for you and then starting to experiment and seeing like what other kind of groups of people in your school are wearing and like you said like that kind of idea of like What happens if i try that on like does that feel good does that feel like me it's very much like this experimenting with music and being like what happens if i try a hip-hop beat in this or what happens if i try something that's a very like country brushes you know whatever does that feel like me can i identify with it does it feel authentic is it is it working you know and i don't know that's a great metaphor for for kind of finding your identity in as an artist, as a songwriter, producer.
0: And that's interesting, the, the word authenticity, because I think that's what what out of the box thinking should lead to, is the authenticity. It should be honed in even more. If it feels very inauthentic, then I think that's a signal like, okay, we need to kind of like rethink, Maybe try something else, but it should lead to authenticity. You're out of the box thinking of, I have to expand Three Theory Records. Okay, what can I do? I'm going to bring in some people that have some things that are going to expand the catalog that I can't reach right now. Yeah. But they do it authentically. Yeah. And so when I pitch it, I'm not going to be like, yeah, this is my hip hop album I just released, you know, Josh is yeah. dope beat. But it's like, it's something that feels very real. And that's why I think I, Enjoy working with artists more that happen to be licensable,
1: right? Because yeah, like,
0: yeah. Uh, there's this period I think when people start to pursue licensing, they create all these fake, like, you know, monikers, and it's like some of them are great because they they are like, oh no, this is totally who you should be, and there's somewhere I'm like, that is totally fake, and you're not yeah. real, and it's yeah, yeah. so bad. You need to. It's so bad. <laughs>
1: This is just like sparking all kinds of all kinds of things. One thing I was gonna say about the the kind of like hip hop beats because I keep on bringing that up is you know I did take a period of time where I wanted to see if I could learn that skill. I'm a drummer, so I was like, how you know like, but I've never really been in the programming side. I've always played yeah. what I wanted to have. So what I did is I I started a um, a little project where I was gonna do an album of what do they call it, gangsta grass or. Um, there's another name like oh uh there's another name for it where it's basically hip-hop beats with like banjo and mandolin so it's like bluegrass on top and hip-hop beats on the bottom and it gets used all the time or it has in like it's been placed in a in like a truck ad where they wanted something that sounded urban but also kind of like almost
0: like a kane brown kind of feel a little bit where it's like
1: I don't know that reference.
0: Okay, so Kane Brown is like, he's kind of country, but also hip hop. Like I had to do yeah. some like instrumentals that essentially like I took what would be the normal drum kit. Mm-hmm. I had banjo, I had some electric guitars, but it was all like trap synth and there was just like some lo-fi kicks.
1: Right, yeah, that's totally the idea. Yeah, and so I used that as like my yeah like my playground to kind of see like, could I do this authentically and does it did it come together? And it was fun, you know, it was like, because I, I have a history in, like I played for country bands for a while. So I, I kind of knew that realm and then I knew drums. So all I really needed to do was figure out the drum programming part of it.
0: Now that's interesting because that's, a, it's, you did that sort of out of the box thing, but it was taking some elements that you were familiar with. So there was yeah. some, I guess, some flooring, I guess, of like you had some of the fundamentals and right. you were just kind of trying a different aspect of it. And in some cases, it's like you love it, or either you go, "I tried it," and you know what? It's just not my thing.
1: Yeah, because I feel like you—you might also find this too—that like if you do too many new things where you're trying to like experiment with too many factors at once, then you—you just lose. It's like trying to juggle too many balls. You're like, "I, "I can't." What is working? What isn't working? When you don't have any kind of foundation of that, you know, like you know, this, this, and this work every day of the week you can do it in your sleep this is now the x factor that i'm introducing and it's kind of a controlled uh science experiment
0: exactly it's controlled because you're pivot you're you're making that change where you're just like i'm going to try this new aspect and you're really focused in when you what you're describing too is like that's where it's like so cluttered and organized and you say it doesn't work no that that's a whole host of you're just doing way too much and yeah. I think this is actually making the case for out of the box thinking and out of the case in the case for like adding other elements and other people and other, you know, other things because you can't do this on your own. Otherwise, it's just like it's going to be limiting, but also, too, like physically, you're just going to be, you're going to run yourself into the ground. But when you do an out of box, it's a very conscious, I'm adding or focusing on doing this one thing. It's like the advice you gave me about new gear. I remember, you were like, "Don't buy a new plugin or a new piece of gear until you fully understand it." Yeah, which yeah. I kind of listened to, but I also <laughs> didn't at the same time because I totally oh, buy here. Wait, too much. <laughs>
1: Yeah, every Black Friday, I'm like, I'm just gonna buy one thing, and that's gonna be my new like thing that I'm gonna really dive. In. No, I end up buying like five things. And I think you told
0: better. me that you were like, I lost track of what I bought on Black Friday. You were just like, what did I buy? Because I, I think I mentioned Circle. Hey, these drums, and you were like, I think I bought. Th- I don't know. I think I maybe did.
1: I know that that sounds like, <laughs> like a rich person problem. Not that I'm rich or anything, but like, basically, they, they, they here's the problem. They they put a timer on it. They're like, it's Black Friday. It's only good for 24 hours. You got to buy it right now. You know, or the deals. It's like. 70 percent off so i feel all this pressure to like to get it while i can i'm like i'll, I'll learn them later you know I'll, I'll introduce them into the flow later
0: and what's interesting about that the idea of the you know the the overwhelm that you're saying to or just like the i'm going to grab it all i think out of the box thinking also is strategic in a way of understanding that things develop yeah and that there's no there's no clock on the wall there's no like you're running out of time No, it's just like you realize that this, whether it be again, songwriting, production, networking, these are all things that are long term. There's no set deadline. There's no like the door closes tonight. No, it's the doors open whenever. It's just how you get there and just being very strategic of how to focus. That's what I think is different. I think when there's that overwhelm, that's th- that overload and the sort of not out of the box and very vanilla, it's just assuming I need to get this because like, we're running out of time. Right. Like, yeah. what do you mean? What what time? Music doesn't close. There's yeah. no like where it's just like, uh, music opportunities close exactly at 5 p.m. every <laughs> day. And it's just like, it's not, it's open yeah. whenever, but you have to be strategic in what you're developing. And I think out of the box thinking really hones that in.
1: Yeah. Can and I ask you? Yeah. Can no. I ask you? No, <laughs> no this one no. goes one way. <laughs> I asked the question. Yeah. Well, I, there's a something on this that I want to kind of ask how you approach this. When you're working on a new song mm-hmm. and you have identified your references, and I don't know if you're like this, but I usually try to at least pick two Because if I just pick one reference, then it kind of can get a little bit dangerous in terms of like really ripping it off. Mm -hmm. But if I kind of pick two, then I can be like, oh, I really like, you know, the rhythms from this and how the melody structure from this. And then then it creates something new. Right. When you're combining ideas, what is your process for when when you're taking two references and trying to combine to create something new and it doesn't work? Yeah, what's your process for kind of breaking, is it different every time or do you have like a thing where like I, yeah, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on how you troubleshoot. So
0: it depends on the song, but it's interesting you mentioned that because it was just like, what's the problem? And I'm like, there is a baseline process, but it could change based on the song. So it's like, that's an example of like, it depends, Uh, you know, for me, if it, I I have two references and most of the time I do, I have, I have one primary, it's almost like fonts when you have like your primary main font and then secondary font, there's my primary reference. And the one that's kind of close to it, where I'm like, still in the same genre, they would be on the same bill together. Exactly. Like I wouldn't yeah. see that like, but there's some elements that I like that sonically maybe they're doing and I wanna pull them in. Mm-hmm. My, usually my main thought is, if there's anything wrong with the track at first, I'm like, is it just overall structure mm. at first? Is it just like, is it not at first a sound thing? Am I just bored with just the melody? Is it just like, is the song getting uninteresting and if the answer's no, and I'm like, no, no, the, the melody, then I'm actually going in and isolating things. Like, I'm like, okay, let me listen to just the percussion. Yeah. Okay. That or, it, and then I just go section by section until I, it's almost like when you hear like a buzz or a hum in a recording, what do you do? Yeah. You go track by track. It's the same thing with, I'll just go track. I'll kind of like get section by section until, and then I'll combine sections If drums and guitars feel good. then I'll be like, cool. If not, Then I'm like, okay, separately they're good. Then it's got to be a sound thing. What is it? Is they not, are they not believable? Kind of like the one track that I showed you where I was like, man, the drum parts were great when I listened to them. But when I put them together with the, it was like, didn't feel authentic. Oh, the sound doesn't feel uh, like, you know, early Coldplay. It sounds too too compressed, too like a stadium rock, kind of like, yeah. And I'm like, that's not Coldplay at all. I want to hear like a really muffled snare that has like a, towel over it so it's a lot of isolating do you do you do the same or is it is it different what's your
1: yeah and i wanted to say that i really like that you mentioned um when you do have more than one reference that you do set one as your primary reference because if you give them equal weight then you can again kind of get really lost and convince yourself that there's I don't know. You can convince yourself of all kinds of things. if, if It's like if you have
0: two children, you have a primary (laughs) child you love more and then you have your secondary.
1: You've got the one that's going to college and the one that's going to learn a trade. So exactly.
0: (laughs) No, but it just because you can't do if you have two that are trying to be on the same level. You're you have to favor one, because if you try to get something in the middle, that's where you get vanilla. That's where you because you get nothing.
1: You get something
0: that's trying to please two people. It's it's not going to happen. But I yeah. So you, I'm glad you have a primary one too. I probably stole that from you. You have a primary one and then secondary.
1: My process when things are getting stuck, and you know, again, it it is very specific of like what is you know what is the problem? Is it a mixing problem? Is it like is the the songwriting? Is it not hitting like the emotional tone? Because that's something I always try and keep track of of like where you know. We're, the whole in sync, like everything is about like connecting to an emotion, right? Like yeah. if you're even if it's like hard rock, like anthemic, like arena rock kind of thing, like that's an emotion. They want that like high energy, you know. Maybe it's full of testosterone or whatever. Or if it's like a, you know, a Hallmark movie, that's an emotion. So like it's all about serving that that tone. And usually, the thing I'm finding is that I'm I've strayed off that. Sometimes it's a mixing issue where, like, things are muddy and the drums aren't coming through or whatever. But um, I do similar to you and just kind of go through, try to really isolate and figure out, like, what is what's getting in the way of that. Or sometimes I'll even like kind of have that heart to heart with myself of like, did I not start this in, you know, with the right foundation? Is the wrong tempo? Is it? um, Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those kind of like core issues that you never want to admit to yourself that like I didn't I didn't start this right and there's no fixing it because it's way too slow and it's never going to hit that that energy.
0: I uh-huh. love that. That because that's a you know almost like an out of the box thing. If you have a primary song that's your 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 main reference you're like, well, this song's at this specific tempo and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's a baseline, but is that right for your song? It might right. not be because yeah, then you run yeah. into that problem and that's a that's a tough road where you've built it and you're like, "Oh no." You yep. know in your heart of hearts. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's heard. like two or three like if it was just this mm-hmm then everything would click but you have to build oh
1: yeah or like you know like the and i've had this several times too and i really try to keep an eye on it if it's if you've uh, recorded it in the wrong key where it's like a key that the singer totally can sing but those money notes that you really had in mind for the chorus where it's just gonna just land on that 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 money note if it's not in that range where like their voice breaks at that like cool spot you know in their yeah. vocal then it's never gonna happen. You know, the, the closest I can get to a workaround on that is like sometimes I'll have them sing a harmony that's like, you know, a fifth above. And sometimes I can get away with turning that harmony into the lead. And now they're in that range where it's not the original melody that they sing. Now, sang. how did you discover that? From like, again, like outside of the box, <laughs> like I do not wanna have to re-record this in a new key. Like I've already paid for a session musicians to come in and do these cool parts. It wasn't recorded in midi so you know it was basically just out of the box thinking of like what if you sing like the third the fifth it was you know what it probably was like a thing where they sang the the thing they sang their harmony a third and fifth above you know that kind of stuff whatever and then they went home and i was like man this is just not that that melody that lead vocal is just not it sounds like they're they're just not emoting enough but this this harmony this could be the thing you know like they really had to They really had to fight to hit those notes, and it comes across in a new way. Out of the box
0: thinking is kind of like it's like that scene in uh, Dark Knight where Batman goes, I'm whatever you want me to be. And it's just like (laughs) it has different, you know, different phrases. Like out of the box thinking is problem solving, out of the box thinking is, you know, breaking the rules. Out of the box thinking is essentially what you said is invoking that feeling, that emotion that feels authentic. That's what it should lead to eventually.
1: I do want to just say really quick that your, your metaphor about Black Knight is way cooler than mine for Pretty Woman, where she says, where the guy says, what's your name? And she says, it's whatever you want it to be. I, I think they're, they're pretty much the same Black Knight and Pretty Woman. I, I,
0: Dark Knight. Dark Knight.
1: Oh, Dark, Dark Knight. Sorry. Sorry, Dark sorry.
0: Dark Knight. I, I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. I actually like that. I I've never seen Pretty Woman. I've never yeah. seen Pretty Woman. I'm terrible with movies, but that's not, yeah, yeah, I'm awful with movies. I have like the ones that I like, and those are the only ones I watch, and that's <laughs> it. I don't accept really new things <laughs> to the fan. I'm like, uh, I'll do that with music, but with like, you know, TV and movies, that's it. Otherwise, I yeah. know my time's gonna get eaten up because I'm like, I don't oh, wanna get into man. a new series. I don't, I don't no, wanna man. care about new people. Don't. <laughs> I don't wanna care because then I'm gonna care. And if I care, I it's just like, then I'm invested. And if i'm I invested there goes my time and it's just yeah. where are the songs <laughs> gonna be made when are the songs gonna be made when are um, the donuts yeah. being made <laughs> but no i think out of the box thing is just like it's so many different phrases that some people know and maybe are already adding into their uh kind of like into their creative space you know with networking it's yeah you could say you could send you they say send a cold email but you could, however, take a look and see, like, oh, what is this person? You know, what have they been creating recently? What have they been doing? How, what's something that I could support them and help them out with? And could I pivot that way as opposed to being like, hi, I want to do, <laughs> I want you to do this thing for me, but can I present it in a way that's not like a shakedown, but actually like it's just like an exchange?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can. I feel like really any time in life, if you can be of service, it's going to be a much better relationship.
0: That's a better, that's a better phrasing right there. I think of service. It's like when you can see it and you know, you can help. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, and also your goal is to also help and provide value, but that's your primary goal. And you're, and you're not using that. It, that's not like, Oh, maybe this one. Will... No, that's it. Yeah that is literally primary because you know that you have this this value that you can provide and you can help them why wouldn't you do that
1: and i feel like honestly that's like you know not to get all like emotional with each other here but i feel like that's how our our relationship is is like yeah you know when you like sent me mixes of your stuff like it was never (laughs) about like well i wonder if mikey's gonna start songwriting for guitar like 10 years down the road and (laughs) you know whatever it was never about that but the funny thing is is like me you know, doing that, like kind of helping you with with yours, it like unbeknownst to me helped me like analyze like I had never like analyzed other people's mixes in that way. And it helped yeah. me yeah. kind of become a better teacher, you know, so it's like it's I don't know
0: I, what's great about out of the box thinking and this sort of like, and especially in a collaboration sense, no one's keeping score. Yeah. It's not like yet unless you do. I don't see the score where you're just like <laughs> my score for it? and, and yeah, but nobody's keeping score and being like, "Okay, now it's time for me to cash in because I've actually been keeping track." And uh, <laughs> because in the beginning I said you god knows how many songs, so yeah. many different ver- and you always gave thoughtful critiques with never being like, "Okay, Come on. Yeah, right. Come right. on man. But what felt good was when eventually I was getting better and moving in that direction that out of the box like moving away from vanilla things, but actually coming into things that were like, "Oh, that song is character." You start sending me songs, be like, "Hey, could you listen to this really quick and I need you. and I was like, "Ooh. Okay, yeah. let me just put on this, this and then but it was exciting because I, that to me was just a sign of like Oh, you think I could provide some sort of insight to what you're doing?
1: Yeah. And, you know, you touch on something we haven't yet. And it's super important in that whole out of box thing is when you do get stuck, sending it off to like a trusted friend to help them hear with those new ears. That's like, that's gold right there. The only like thing that I really would want to stress on that is make sure that you're not just sending it to anybody. I made this mistake early on. I would like have my wife listen to it i'd ha- send it to my mom you know whatever like you know what do you think about this and she'd be like this is nice honey i'm like no, 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 no. what do you think like is that is that like based from like really you know are we like you know what do you think about this bridge yeah. Should i rewrite yeah. it no honey that's that's perfect you know coca-cola is gonna love to use your song i'm like this is not helping at all so just make sure that like who you're Ooh. using who you're sending is going to give you that like you know that honest feedback that's really gonna um they're, they're not holding back and they really have good ears.
0: I love that because it's thing. if I play something, she'd be like, honey, that's darling. You know, it's dar- yeah. that's my mom's thing for everything. Yeah. It's darling. It's darling. <laughs> it's so darling. But I think what you're touching on, too, is important. Like you should look at that person and d- the way they problem solve the way th- the yeah. way that they create. Does it have those things? Does it have those characteristics of someone who thinks out of the box that isn't just going to be like, well, what DB did you? OK, so that's why. Yeah, they're but. gonna ask specifically some like, they're not gonna ask always the very vanilla questions, but they're gonna mm-hmm. ask some things that'll make you go like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's the kind of person because they're gonna give you responses that are gonna help push you out of your, kind of like your safe zone, but yeah. actually push yourself as a creative, to push yourself as a songwriter, as a producer, as a person that regardless if you wanna pitch your songs for you know an artist or license, they're gonna push you in that direction for that growth and i think the ones that do well surround themselves with people that are not necessarily their moms they're saying they're good but they're also not surrounding themselves with people they're like oh i haven't grown in the past five years but i have this thing that said i got from this school
1: right yeah they're
0: looking for the ones regardless of whatever degree it is are they doing it and are they doing it well
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like like, i don't think i've ever in in any of like the the education or help that I've ever pursued from others. I've I've never, like when I sent you, I'm like, uh, can you remind me, Mike, of your qualifications? What was your GPA in college? You know, like never asked any of that. I'm like- And that's I, why I was yeah. like, I dropped out of college and I barely, you know, barely did
0: high school, I barely graduated. I like, Sue, moms are the best, moms are the best. You I'm know what, it. it depends on what you're looking for. And this gets into another realm of like, you know, having people that are, I'm reading this book called, um, Buy yourself, the fucking lilies, which is really good. And she talks oh. about who are your cheerleaders? Who are your warriors? Who are, who are Ooh. kind of like your tribesmen? And they're different ones where you need people for different levels yeah. of like growth. And especially when you're doing that out of the box, there are people that you need to go to that are literally just that or, that are your support that are just there. Like a mom, just be like, you're doing awesome. Keep going. And there's some that like I'm going to you and I'm like, dude, I, yes, I do want to hear that you like the track, but what I really want to hear about is where can it get better? Where can it move beyond that stage of like, okay, that's not better. That's not bad, but it's like, this will make it really great. Like, this is actually where it's like, I re I kind of want to write this now because yeah. this is like, that's the kind of song that to me is the biggest compliment. When you listen to someone's song and you're like, I wish I had written this because
1: this is really good. Yeah. That I love that. And the the thing that I was kind of thinking about is the balance that you need in that like your cheerleader and your warriors. And the the thing that I find is that if you lean or spend too much time with either of those two groups, like if you spend too much time with your cheerleaders, you're never going to improve because they're always going to be telling you that everything smells great. And you know, (laughs) all of that. But it is important, You like, if you spend too much time with your warriors, the ones that are really critiquing your work and, like, pushing you to be better and, like, not, you know, like, stroking your ego, if you spend too much time with them, that can really wear on you. And, you know, even though you it might be the truth and you really do need to put work on, you need that balance. Like, you need, you need both of them.
0: You absolutely need both of them, especially for the idea of what we do. There's no mountaintop that yeah. it's just a continual journey in music and i think yeah. out of the box thinking creatives are aware of this and they have that they have both and they understand there are times when they wake up that they need to hear certain things and there are times that they have to hear the other but yeah. it's about it's never leaning heavily towards one side they realize the importance of both Yeah. and yeah, just but... moving and moving forward with that which i think is super important but especially in the new year for those that want to do this for, you know, that are striving to do songwriting for a living, to do production for a living. Eventually they come to this point where it was like out of the box. Thinking is going to have to happen because there's no book. There's when the chapter ends in your production one one Course or when it gets into your songwriting course, there's never a moment where it was like. Then you go buy this out of the out of the box production music guide, which will give you every single scenario. You just have to be aware that that's going to happen, and it's this unknown. If I were to do one more movie reference, it's like in Indiana Jones: Last Crusade, where he's walking across to the Grail, and there's like that that basically that chasm that looks dark, Mm -hmm. and he has no idea what's happening, but he has to take that step to cross over. Right, right. And what he does, he sees that there's some footing. I think that's out of the box. At first, it's really scary because you're like, what if this doesn't work? But it's like, yeah, but what if it does? And it ends up being the thing that you use for like half the cool things that I saw when watching you do production or other producers. They had all these little things. And I'm like, where do you like, what course
1: did you take? I wish there was a way to like download that. But like, you know, even when I asked that question about like, when you do get stuck with like combining two references mm-hmm. and things like and your answer was like spot on, like, it just depends. And it's it's so specific on what you're working on yeah. and you just have to go through it and put in the reps and and things like that. I did want to ask one thing, like kind of stepping back, the idea of the importance, you know, when you're spending time with your warriors and they're giving that that hard feedback, the importance of having thick skin and not taking things personally and being able to step back and look at it as if it's not your own, is that something that's always been easy for you? like, Or did you have to develop that consciously? I went to Catholic school. So I think thick skin <laughs> is just like, it's the first thing that's an
0: old I, I, You know what? Part of me wanted to do this that i realized that this was just going to have to inevitably happen yeah you know another thing helped was being in a band and there's some people that was just like your band sucks (laughs) okay i have to there's nothing i can do about that or you know um yeah there's just different levels like the thing that we're on here a platform youtube any social media ads that we've run things that we've done there's always comments where someone's like you suck this was the worst piece of advice or it's just i don't like this (laughs) I have to realize, especially if I'm meeting with someone that's going to give me advice, it's going to help me. Mm -hmm. Why I'm doing this is not to feel good, but to know how to get closer to the things that I want to do. So just remember that. That's it. That's why I'm doing this. It's going to help me. Right. And I think that now there are definitely moments where it was like I probably had in my head,
1: they're going to love it. Yeah, oh, I know. This is gonna
0: be so good, and then it's just like the the it it was immediately just like they went into this whole host of what needed to get better. It was like,
1: oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's tough.
0: And it's like you have like that like internal cry, but yeah. the, but then. It's only short term. Like you have that mm-hmm. moment of just kind of feeling bad, and but then I think you make a conscious decision of, and this is what separates those again from the do it that don't. There are those that get it. There you go, cool. And then that skin gets a little bit thicker. Like learning guitar, first couple of practices are rough. Your fingers get really, you, just those calluses are rough. But then they start to build up. Right. And they get better. You get, you're okay with it. Yeah. Your course, so you need to learn learn to write choruses where the melody doesn't hit so heavy in the verse so that when you get to your chorus, it doesn't feel like, oh, we've yeah. already reached the ceiling long ago. You're aware of that, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then there are those that hear that advice that then don't do anything because they choose rather to be affected by that and be like, well, I guess this means I can't do it. No, 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 it's alerting you on what needs fixed. Yeah, yeah. Why is that bad? You're, right? They're telling you exactly what needs to you need to work on. Do you yeah. know how many people wander their lives wondering what needs fixed? You've got someone, especially if you're using the criteria that you mentioned, that's doing it, that is doing it well, and is also willing to let you know, like, hey, this is what needs to change. Even if it's not like a pat on the back, they're showing you some sort of like kindness because they want you to get better.
1: Yeah, honestly. And that that's a huge point right there too. Like. That honestly like i only give feedback and spend the time to really kind of like go through and listen and and that kind of thing to the people that i actually think can do something about it right like there's somebody that's like just just picking up guitars like i just picked up my first guitar last week and i've almost got my first chord you know like that kind of thing and then they send me a recording and you know they they want a bunch of notes no i'm I'm not going to give you (laughs) notes like you. You have a lot of work that needs to be done before like anything that I say would even be applicable, you know, like and not to be rude, but it's just like it would distract you if I started talking about like compressor settings or like, you know, internal rhymes or anything like that. Like that's just not where you're at right now. So not to like say that I'm like any big deal or anything, but if I spend the time to actually give you the feedback, give you those notes, it means that I believe in you. It means that I think that you, you know, that that you you're going somewhere, you know, that you're on the right path.
0: I, I think that's just an important thing for when someone's pursuing the idea of like getting that critique going forward yeah. is just remember that if you're getting it, it means they know you can do it, but yeah. there are just some things that need to happen along the way. Right. right. Um Dude, I, this is, this is why we, I think we'll, we'll do more of these where we just keep on going, but it's like, it's interesting that this is Lee. I, I think that's what out of the box thinking does. It leads to all these other things that then cool. There's a, there's a thing beyond. Yeah. Create, there's another level and then there's going to be another level, which is crazy. Um, I'd be curious. We got chatting here. Any questions on out of the box thinking? We got people. Let me see. Vicky's here. Hey, Vicky. Uh, of course, Mike's here. Sue is here. Colette's here. That's a nice name, Colette. I love that.
1: that it's a nice name.
0: Uh, yeah, it is that you don't hear that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I but it's cool that folks are here. Um, and we're gonna do this in the podcast. This is gonna be uh just kind of like you can ask questions along the way. Liz Shaw is gonna be our guest next week, which I'm super. He has the podcast called uh Rockstar Recording Podcast, which is really I good. Podcast. I know it's such a good podcast, it it's yeah, so it's good, good. He's based in Nashville, and so we're gonna do um we're going to do a podcast next week and then we've got a few other people uh how spangler is going to be on here laney's going to be doing one my friend clint uh clint is going to be doing this so thanks for hanging out everyone if you got questions we're we're we're, we're here but for the next couple of minutes unless we're not we just leave and then we can
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just turn this anything off
0: uh, and then next week this podcast will be out but this was wonderful i you know this was our first doing the podcast live on on the youtubes on the youtubes where all the kids all the kids are on the youtubes but um
1: i do want to just say like the the very last thing you you mentioned like it's been yeah it it really like hits like the, the whole out of the box thinking really does apply to everything yeah yeah if you apply it right like even just like the the getting feedback on your song and not taking it personally it is a form of out of the box thinking To learn to not take it personally and to learn to like step back and be like, okay, you know, if I was, if I was the friend of the person receiving this feedback, how would I feel? It's not my song, you know, like thinking like putting yourself in those different positions to, to hear the feedback in those new ways, you know?
0: I love that idea of detaching yourself. And what if I was the part that is like, that's actually a really good idea because it harshens kind of like that wound a little bit of just Mm -hmm. like, or we should say it's the wounding of the ego. That's what it is. It's the wounding of the ego. And any book that I've read on mindset and like anything going forward, it's just like, you've got to lessen that down a ton, like a whole bunch. Dude, this was awesome. so glad that we could do this. And we'll do this more and more. Charlie, thanks for joining. And yeah, this will be out next week, and then again, I'll be going live next Tuesday, one PM Central. Nice. Uh, Liz will be joining me from the Recording Rockstars. It's awesome. It's such a good podcast. You should check out. Yeah, check out mine, but also check out his <laughs> because there's so many good episodes of uh, breaking down the process. So, all yeah. right, everyone, we will talk soon, and we'll see you next week. And that does it for this episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.